Welcome to Dwelling Place. Thank you for joining us. We pray that you will experience God's goodness in your life today. Join us for House of His Presence Monday to Saturday from 6 to 7 p.m. for worship and prayer as we host His presence every day. Isaiah 57, 56, I should say. I, I'm not going to read the whole thing. I, I shared about this on, on Saturday night, but as I said, I was gaining things as we were on holidays, and uh, re, I was revisiting places and scriptures that, that we had uh, have been significant for the church and for me over the last few years. And this one is, it takes us way back. Isaiah 56 has been around. This is a passage that's been around for a long time with the house of prayer. But you have this passage of the Lord uh, making a promise to eunuchs, to, to uh, foreigners, uh, to those who have been searching for uh, significance in life. And um, he gives a promise to them. And uh, there, there's some really neat things in, in this whole passage for, for us. But let me just uh, go to verse 7, he, or verse 6, because he had just said this. And then he said, and, and Isaiah 56, verse 6 says, and to the foreigners who join themselves. No, you know, I'm going to go back to verse 5. I will give within my house and within my walls a monument and a name better than sons and daughters. Now, you guys are getting a son or a daughter. Uh, but there's a name that's even better than daddy or, or whatever. Um, and I will give them an everlasting name that shall not be cut off. And the foreigners who join themselves to the Lord and minister to him to love the name of the Lord and to be his servants. Everyone who keeps the Sabbath and does not profane it and holds fast my covenant, these I will bring to my holy mountain and make them joyful in my house of prayer. And their burnt offerings and their sacrifices will be accepted on my altar, for my house shall be called a house of prayer for all peoples. And the Lord God who gathers the outcasts of Israel declares, I will gather yet others to him besides those already gathered. And so I shared a little bit about this on, on, um, on last, last uh, Saturday. Um, I've looked at this passage and I've called that there's a gathering principle. How do, how do you reach the nations? And... You know, it's here that God says we're going to reach the nations. And he showed you really, really how. Because there are people in society who are seeking. You know, and honestly, for us to say we don't think people want God, that's wrong. You know, we, we've been, we, honestly, there's been a religious spirit that has caused the church to believe lie after lie after lie. One of the lies is that the people in the world don't want what we have. And that's not true. They don't want the package sometimes that we've given. But when they find out who God is... Um, and, and really how good he is, they want that. I had a conversation with a, a friend, uh, I'll, I'll just really vague this, so that it's, you never know who it is. <laughs> and, and, they're, they're, and so there was this friend, and, and I was uh, washing the car, and they came over at the house, and we're talking, and, you know, uh, after a while, he said, so how long have you been at the church? And I, and I said, he goes, that's a long time. And, and we got talking about that. And then I said, so what church did you grow, grow up in? And he goes, oh, you don't want to know. And, and anyways, he goes through a whole story. and said, we've been thinking about going to church. We're probably going to show up at your church one of these days. But I tell that to people that I'm thinking about, and they go, don't do that. If you go there, they're just going to judge you. They're just going to judge you. And then that's what he said. They're just going to judge you, and, and God's going to judge you, so don't do that. 
And, and his whole understanding, and he was to even say that he might show up here, was brave in his whole, even these things within himself, that, that if he came to church, he would bear all before God and God would judge him. But, but obviously hungry enough to say that I might go through that process. That he would actually even come to church and, and, and let God judge him. But he's going on, I really have not wanted to believe it because that's just kind of where it's all been. Judge, judge, judge. And so I said, well, you know what? I don't believe that's God. And I went through the whole thing of saying, God's a good father, and, and he has good things for you. And, and see, this guy's searching. But he wasn't going to come to God or even scared to come to church because his concept is that if he did, he, then he's putting himself in a place where he's open for judgment. And, and at the end of that conversation, he goes, you know, we, we will show up. And he goes, yeah, I, I really do believe, he goes. As he goes, that's what I believe that God's good. But everybody tells me he'll judge me. And there are people who, who, who are supposed to come into the church that were going, why aren't they coming in? And it's because in many cases, they won't turn to God because of a lot of lies. And one of them being he will judge them. He's a harsh God. You know all that stuff. And in church, as a downer in church, the whole thing. And, and you go there, it's going to be bad news for you. And, and, and man, that's religion. That's just completely made it so people don't want God, don't want church. So I shared with him, I said, I, you know, this sounds really stupid because I've been in the ministry 30 years and I'm on a mission now in the last couple to change that, just to tell people he's a good father. He's a good God. So, so we go through this and, and there's a lot of things here that I won't go through that I did on Saturday about how God wants to restore our lives and promote us, give us a good name, all that stuff. But, but one of the things I want to share is that we need to be on a mission to understand that there's supposed to be, if you look at this, joy found in the house of God. He said, when the foreigner who's broken, when the, when the, the uh, eunuch who's, who's feeling useless and empty comes and, and they get in the house of God, I'm going to make them joyful. He didn't say, I'm going I'm to cause them to be sorrowful. I'm going to cause them to repent and, and, and be absolutely terrorized over their sin. He says, I'm going to make them joyful. And I'm reading this, as I'm reading this again, for, as I've done for years, at the cottage, and I'm reading this, I'm going, the house, the very atmosphere of the house is supposed to be joy. It is supposed to be joy. And when you come in, if you don't have joy, then you're supposed to get joy because joy is supposed to be available. And, and from our perspective as pastors, it is our job to guard anything that would rob joy from this house. It's our job to, to, to guard anything. So we are guarding religious spirits really strongly because they will mask anything. And there's no life in a religious spirit and it will not promote joy. And so we talked the other day about what brings joy. And, and of course, the Lord brings joy. You know, and the joy of the Lord is our strength. And so that's so interesting why joy is supposed to be in the house. Because joy is the atmosphere of heaven. Paul said the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking. In other words, it's not a matter of rules and religion and, and self-help stuff. But what the kingdom, the essence of the kingdom is righteousness, peace, and joy. That is the, yeah, I'll get there. <laughs> that is the atmosphere of heaven. So, so why should that not be the atmosphere of the church? It should be. And you go into Hebrews, and Hebrews tells us about that, that when you come to, to Zion, this new holy city, there's thousands upon thousands of angels sorrowfully repenting. and, and re No, they're not. They're in joyful celebration constantly, 24-7, is the atmosphere of heaven. It is a culture shock because it's not what it is on earth here. 
And so I'm going, I'm on a mission now. God's a good God, and he has got joy to give. And, and so yesterday in the service, we're talking about that. And, and I said something, which I want to jump onto right now, is that if joy is in the house, and joy is what gives us strength in our lives, no wonder we need it. If joy is what strengthens us, not mourning, not, rep- not lamenting, not doing all the stuff that we think is going to bring us, you know, when, if joy becomes a strength, a spiritual strength, and we find we don't have it, then we got to not run after joy because that's not how you find joy. And then that came completely as a, as a just a spontaneous uh, word, I believe, in the service, at the beginning of the service yesterday, that if you're struggling to have joy, don't go after joy. Your issue is not joy, your issue is the presence. Because Psalm 1611 says, in your, you've made known to me the path of life, in your presence is fullness of joy. And I wish I could get this through to some people that if you struggle with depression, if you struggle with anxiety issues, if you struggle with sorrow and you, str- and you lament and you mourn, and that's kind of a big part of your life, the, the path to your, your, your joy is not trying to find joy. It's go to the presence. You don't have an issue with joy. You have an issue with the presence. You lock into the presence. You stay in the presence and joy will come. Now, now, the key about that is I think sometimes people test it and say, okay, I will test it. I will try it once. I will go to God once. I will spend my time in the presence once. I didn't get joy, so it doesn't work. The path to life, you got to stay on that path. you got to stay on that path, you know. And so the issue is not joy. Because it's not because you have a new vehicle. It's not because you bought some new clothes and, and you have all this. My, my sister years ago, and I've said this before, was going through a real di- difficult time and uh, went to a psychologist. And they said, what you need to do is go to the mall, walk the mall, and spend money. Buy new clothes. She would have to do that on credit. Because she didn't have what it took. <laughs> that, that was, he honestly said, you need to do things for yourself that feel good. Okay, that that helps a little bit, but that's, you know, go shop, he said. You know, and and so often we go after joy, but joy eludes us because joy can't come. Joy comes because of presence. So so you pursue the presence, then how does it come? Well, you're, you're right. The end part of that verse says, the kingdom of God's righteousness, peace, and joy in. The, the deliverer, the deliverer, the package giver, the one who brings it is the Holy Spirit. And so we're here tonight because I, I really want this to become a core value of our church. As much as some other things are core values that we believe in, God's good. That's a core value. And the other core value we're going to add now to the mix is that there has to be joy in the house. There has to be joy. It's just how we go at it. And so tonight we're going to welcome the Holy Spirit. We're going to just come into his presence because in his presence, when heaven comes, everything is then able to be released by the Holy Spirit to bring us what we need and to bring us the atmosphere of heaven, peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. So, Father, we welcome you tonight. We just welcome you so much because we just see you're a delight to serve. You're a delight to live for, Father. You're just a delight to be able to come into your presence because you give us so much. And Father, we, we've sought things that are not of you. We've sought things that really are, are uh, ends in themselves. But God, if we struggle with joy, it's not because joy is absent. It's because we have a presence issue. 
We're not walking in your presence. We're living outside of your presence. And so, Father, we, we just come to you tonight, and, and we just say, Lord, we want your presence. We welcome you to come. Just lift up your hands. Would you do that? Just, just extend them to him tonight. Say, Holy Spirit, bring the presence of the Father here, because you're the deliverer. And, and you bring all that the Father is, and you make it life to us. You bring all that the Father has, and you bring it to us. You're the package giver. You take from the Father, you bring it to us. You take it from the, from the Lord, you bring it to us. And so tonight, we are saying, we we want joy, not a moment of joy. We want a life. We want a culture. We want an atmosphere of joy to surround us. Because joy is our strength. And you've given us the Holy Spirit, and we need the power. We, we need the baptism of the Holy Spirit. We need, we need the fire of the Holy Spirit. We're seeking you for that. Holy Spirit, baptize us over and over and over again. Because we can't go without it. But just like that, we can't go without joy either. Because joy is a strength. That cannot be denied. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. So we welcome you to come, Holy Spirit. Father, we welcome you to come rest upon the praises of your people. Rest upon the praises of your people. Rest upon the praises of your people tonight. God, rest upon the praises of your people tonight. We welcome you to come.